0: Well, uh, yesterday I discovered it was either Saturday night or yesterday I discovered that Tamir Goodman is coming to the United States. Uh, m- most people in this audience know who he is and know his incredible uh, the incredible impact he had on the Jewish world and the basketball world years ago and really he keeps ha- he keeps having it frankly and some of the ways he keeps having it we're going to describe and discuss in this morning's conversation uh, Tamir Goodman is running a special basketball clinic for boys aged 10 through 19 coming up on Sunday, March the 3rd here in New York City. Not just in New York City, but about two blocks from here. (laughs) You could walk very quickly from this studio uh, to Basketball City where he's going to be uh, on uh, Sunday, March the 3rd. We'll get into details about the event and a bunch of other stuff he's doing as he joins us live from Israel. Tamir Goodman, shalom and welcome back to JM and the AM.
1: Thank you so much for thinking of me. Huge fan of
0: yours, huge fan of the show. So it's just humbled and honored. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, First of all, get us up to date on what's happened in Israel over the last week. Well, what's the story with Hapoel Yushalayim? Did they grab the championship that Maccabi Tel Aviv usually grabs, or is this a totally different thing?
1: Yes, we won the Israeli Cup, um, which is a a big achievement for us. Um, However, it's not the league. It's just the Israeli Cup. Mm. It's uh, it's almost like a tournament, almost like a tournament within the league itself. Uh, it's a great achievement for us, but ultimately we still want to win the league and uh, continue to win the way we're winning in Europe right now.
0: And the um, a- and that tourney is generally won by Maccabi. Is that is that the way it usually goes?
1: Yes, over the last forty years, Maccabi's won won it almost every year. So. so- uh, this is our fifth time, I believe, winning it over all the years, but it's it's a great achievement for us and, and good momentum, and hopefully we'll continue to move forward.
0: And when is the league championship decided? What month does that take place?
1: Usually in May and June.
0: Very cool. And Hapoel Yushlaim is the team that has Amari stamar
1: Correct. Amari's back with us. Um, it's just been a great... You know, it's just a great just a great to have him around, both on and off the court, on the court. Just you just when you see him practice, you see him in the warm ups, you see him in the games, you could just tell that he played in the NBA for fifteen years. It's just an honor to watch him on the court. And off the court he's become really a a, a Jewish leader almost. You know, I see him on Shabbat, he's walking the shul, you know, wearing his tallit and holding a sitter and you know, we're we're able to talk about the parsha together and you know, he's wearing tzitzit, and it's just it's absolutely incredible what's going on here, so it's it's been it's just I feel honored to be part of this whole project as well too and
0: when, and when you say us, uh that's because you have what role with Hapol Jerusalem, and how long have you had it?
1: Yeah, this is my sixth season with uppol Jerusalem. Um, I am the head of international development, which basically means I connect um, mostly Americans to uppol Jerusalem. We built a special platform where bar mitzvah trips, bat mitzvah trips. Um, we have a special uh, arrangement with Ashar Khayal where we raise money for uh, soldiers to come to the games and sit in the suite, um, Federations of North America, any type of groups, OU, this, uh, just any group that's coming over, we can host them at the arena. Um, we also host machot. it's almost like a simco hall at the arena, and really just try to do as much good as possible through basketball, throughout up all Jerusalem, and it's just more than a dream come true for me, uh, whether it's helping underprivileged kids. Sometimes there's kids that, you know, a couple of years ago, we needed to raise money for a girl that needed surgery. She had cancer. She needed surgery in, in Philadelphia. We brought her out to half court uh, at a timeout, and almost every single person in the arena donated, and she was able to, to make the trip to Philadelphia, and it saved her life.
0: Wow. Um, wow. So that... kind
1: of Using the platform of basketball to do chesed, connect people to Israel Judaism, mm-hmm. and Judaism and basketball in a
0: fresh way very cool very cool and and you know me there's nothing to me that uh, I mean there are many other ways obviously and avenues to connect people to Israel but sports is such an amazing and incredible way and obviously you get that completely um, I was there once I was in the HaPoel Yushalayim Arena one time the energy is amazing and to think that there's another place and again I'm sorry I keep making these comparisons to Maccabi but you know their history to think there's another place in the country that has the energy that we often saw and continue to see in Tel Aviv is just incredible uh it, it, it must give you goosebumps every time that game starts and the crowd's so energized.
1: It's something unbelievable, and it's I could tell you that uh, I've personally seen with my own eyes very big nBA general managers that come to scout players um very very big nBA agents. That are also looking at players. They come to the arena and they literally can't put their phone down. They're they're filming the crowd, and I don't know who they're sending it to, but they're so <laughs> impressed with the energy. It's it's almost like you know why can't we have this in the NBA type type of thing, you know? And I've seen it many times with my own eyes. And um, it's it's Israelis are very passionate people. Um, they love the team, and there's an incredible energy in there every night. It's it's, it's very special when they sing a Tikva. It's very special at the end of the games they sing Yisraelim Shalom And like you said, it
0: always gives you the goosebumps. Now, Tamir Goodman is with us. (laughs) We'll get to his event, and I'm hoping he has some time for us this morning to stay on on the phone from Israel for a while. Um, You're familiar, I'm sure, despite the loss this past Saturday night, it was a real heartbreaker. uh, You're familiar with just how amazing the Yeshiva University men's basketball team is doing, right?
1: I am very familiar, very close to the program, and I am so proud of the players, the coaching staff, the extended coaching staff, the families, just everyone who's involved in this right now. Um, I'm just so proud and so happy to see them, and especially proud of the fans and excited for the younger generation of of future Jewish basketball players and fans that could watch this team. Just the way they play on the court is so beautiful, represents such a high level of basketball, and the way they represent themselves off the court and how they're involved in the community, I'm just – I, I sometimes I'm just holding back here and just watching game tape of them and just just seeing what's going on and seeing how the fans and the communities embrace this and the the light that they're bringing to the world through basketball. It's just congratulations to everyone involved and coach Steinmetz, and i I just feel proud of them
0: yeah, big game tonight by the way, big game tonight and and if anyone thinks you're overstating this whole concept of how they represent us as a Jewish people, not only the team and not only the university, you are not overstating it. I'm a witness to that. They are simply remarkable. Now, frankly, um, it, it's well known that some of the players who get to Israel, so I'm thinking they would be 17, 18, maybe 19 years old, who get to Israel traditionally for their gap year, they will meet up with you and you literally will train them or help them train for a career in Division Three basketball. And 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 many of the players that we know that you know that that my, that my kid who sits at all these games you know and knows their numbers and uh, and names by heart. A lot of them have trained uh, under your leadership while they've been in Israel. Now, frankly, and, and two things come to mind. Number one, very often when the high school seniors who turn into gap year students head to Israel, the furthest thing from their mind is continuing their their basketball acumen. You know, they they tend not a criticism, just an observation. They tend to spend a lot more time in the Beit Midrash than they're used to. Uh, they tend to really get into things as as one would during the experience in Israel. Uh, it, it, is it difficult for someone to convince them? Hey, part of your time needs to be spent getting on the court and getting ready for next year.
1: I don't think it takes a lot of convincing. Uh, I think that it's the way that you know we try to train the players is that. Basketball isn't separate from any one of your other goals in life. Basketball is just a tool that will help you live out your dreams and other, other aspirations through the language of basketball, the work ethic, the dedication, the resilience, getting up and training at a level that you could have never imagined was possible, but then seeing that you're doing things that you never thought were possible either. And it's just, you know, having that type of, and work ethic and never letting society dictate what you can or cannot do and really believing in what you can accomplish. That's kind of what we do early morning, every Friday morning when I'm training with these players. And then it it automatically spills over to them studying better, uh, being more organized, accomplishing more in life, seeing big picture, uh, giving back more. So I I don't think it takes something that we're convincing them. I think that probably even after the first or second session, they'll already realize that, they could be really, really special. And, and I can't take any credit for what's going on at YU right now. My only goal is to try to let them know that they could potentially be very special and that they're going to be entering a really special program. And if they do the right things, they're going to be able to, to experience things in life that will last forever for them and, and everyone who they whoever comes to watch them play as well. And, inspire them.
0: and I think you've said this, but I want you to reiterate it. Um the experience you just described, you know, getting on that court at least once a week or whatever it is that uh that you that you demand from them will enhance their tfilah, will enhance their Torah study, will make them better at handling their personal schedule, which includes both of those things. Am I am I right that you would agree with what I just said?
1: A hundred percent, because I feel like the greatest way to have a relationship with Hashem and the Torah. And everyone else around you is when you feel good about yourself. It's much easier to inspire people when you feel good about yourself. When when you're reaching your own goals, when physically you feel good and emotionally you feel good and spiritually you feel good, you're much better equipped to, to keep moving forward in your own life but realizing that you could also help inspire other people as well. And that's exactly right. And that's why we do it early in the morning when you know I could, most other players are not training that hard. Um, at that time in the morning, no matter what, you know, rain, whatever it is, and I'm so proud of them, and I tell them that after every session, and, and that's exactly right. The goal is that it, it will unite everything
0: else in their life. Tamir Goodman is with us from Israel. We will talk about his event coming up. Don't worry. Um, it, 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 try to do this with me if you can. I know that people, you know, don't don't like to speak too specifically because it could get into some sensitive areas, but without mentioning any names, um and, and not giving us any, you know, really good hints, let's put it that way. It, can you can you tell me and give me an example of a player that we see now that you've worked with who had a who had a skill that was really raw and that you were able to help him develop? I don't know, is there somebody on the court now for YU who who couldn't dribble with two hands or who didn't drive properly or didn't know how to set up for a defensive rebound? Could you give us an example like that?
1: Well, I could say that um my goal really is to let them know that they're about to play at a level that they could have never imagined, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and my goal is that it's, it's the little things that, you know, they're going to have to be able to learn how to shoot over someone who's six foot 10. They're going to have to be able to get their shot off much quicker. They're going to have to be able to read coming off every type of screen, whether it's a a back cut, fade cut, curl cut, they are going to have to be able to read all this. And if they're they're going to be successful, they're going to have people to have the right footwork and the right fundamentals and setting their hands the right way and doing all the little things to help them play at a level that they could never imagine and then be as ready as possible for when they get to YU. And when I'm watching, you know, the tape, that that's what what makes me most proud is to see the little things I've, I've carried over and brought them success at the next level. And, you know, it's a lot of it, like, at the beginning of the year when they start training me, they're like there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. or I'm. And then, you know, towards the end of the year, they realize, wow, they can. And, you know, that's a great thing. So I can't say anything specific about one player, but I can say that when I'm watching the game tape, I'm just so proud to see how well they're doing. And obviously it's because of the coaching staff at YU and the greater coaching staff that's involved with the team. But hopefully somehow along the way I've helped them a little bit make that transition as smooth as possible.
0: Do you think that that was a big difference maker for you, that you had a coach, Coach Katz in high school that – really you know, drove those things that you just mentioned, that list you just mentioned, really drove them home for you and expected you, even at that age, to be able to decipher all that on the court?
1: 100%. I've been blessed to run camps and clinics and speak across the world over the last 10 to 15 years, and I almost start up every speaking engagement with the same message, and that is I was very blessed to grow up next to Coach Katz because if I wouldn't have grown up next to him, I wouldn't have been able to accomplish what I've been able to accomplish simply because he never let me settle and he always believed and taught me how to believe in myself and, and understand this mission and what could be accomplished through basketball, and there's just no way I would have been to accomplish any of this without him. I can remember specifically when I was about maybe 15, 16 years old going to play against college players in Baltimore, and I, I was unsuccessful, you know, I I was playing one-on-one, and I, you know, I was getting the ball stripped away from me for the first time, and I, I couldn't finish the way I wanted to finish, and... At one point I went underneath the hoop and I just put my head up against the pad and I I started crying. And uh, he just looked at me and he said, look, do you want to play at the next level? I said, yeah, if you want to play at the next level, you're going to be able to be able to score and guard these type of people. So if you want to stop and you want to cry, let's just go home right now. But if if you want to do this, this is the level that you're going to have to be able to play at and here's what it takes to do it. And uh, I just turned around and I got right back on the court and I got – you know, these type of, I was exposed to these type of work ethic, this type of knowledge of basketball at a very, very young age. So by the time, you know, I got to college, um, I was as, as ready as possible. And I know I had a lot of transitions and stuff in college, but I I, would, I I think my favorite compliment that I've ever got, you know, after playing at Towson was, you know, the head coach was interviewed, Coach Jazz, after my freshman year playing Division one basketball. I get to the local newspaper and he said, you know, it took me a year to realize, how advanced or how good Tamira really was, and when he said that, I just thought of Coach Katz right away because he prepared me as much as possible. For this. So that's hopefully, my goal going to be with with these young younger players going to play at, at Yu and the ones who are currently there.
0: How many years ago was your first appearance at the Saracek tournament? I think nineteen ninety
1: eight. Well, so, so I'm over- really dyslexic. You're gonna have to help me with the math on how many years ago that was.
0: So I ha- I hate to go back twenty years, but I was in the room that day. Was was it unfair for them to double team Tamir Goodman or that's a legitimate strategy?
1: No, I think it's a legitimate strategy, but you know what I what I think about when I think about the Farage tournament is what a great experience uh, for me because it it really did prepare me for college basketball. Wow. The the travel, the hotel, the experience, you know. And literally two years later, I was doing the same thing, but I'm playing against Michigan, I'm playing against LSU, I'm playing against Villanova. But the experience of, like, being in a hotel with your team, traveling, representing your school when you're far away from your school, all that I really got to experience at the Sarachek and uh, really helped me uh, for, for college as well. So, that's mostly what I, my, my main takeaway from the Check tournament, and I'm so glad to see that it's thriving and having such a positive impact on so many young Jewish players.
0: It certainly is. All these years later, it's amazing, and it's coming up soon, as you know. All right, uh, Tamir Goodman, basketball clinic right here. You're going to be at Basketball City right here on South Street uh, in Lower Manhattan starting Sunday, March the 3rd. I assume it, is it an all-day clinic?
1: Yeah, it's going to be from 10 to 4 p.m. I'm also going to be speaking there. And I feel like basketball is at its best when it's used as a tool to help other people. Um, this clinic specifically is to try to raise money for a uh, scholarship fund for um, students that are struggling and families are struggling with the tuition crisis. So hopefully through basketball we'll be able to help them out. The UCEF fund has a very innovative way to help families in need uh you know, combat against the the tuition crisis. So I'm I'm excited. I'm thankful that they're bringing me in, and uh, it should be an incredible event.
0: Now, is this specifically aimed at our community? Is this a a general New York City event? How would you classify it?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, for the families mostly that are you know affected by the UCEF Foundation. But obviously, everyone's welcome. They can come train um they just have to email sammy at ucef.com for more information
0: all right sammy s-a-m-m-y at ucef.com you have three clinics going on as you said starting at 10 in the morning and ending at 4 p.m it's on sunday march the third and you you say it's for people or i should say boys age 10 through 19 it can can one pick up important pointers in a two or four or six hour session
1: yeah, I believe so. Uh, we will provide them with the tools they need to learn the techniques, and then they'll continue on and keep working on it, and hopefully it'll help their game. Um, there's, I should also say that there's going to be a lot of different activities for the entire family, a lot of fun activities. So even if you're not a basketball player, uh, there's going to be all sorts of um, entertainment there for the entire family. So I look forward to seeing as many people
0: out there as possible. And as I said, you know, I mean, I, again, you heard me say it's right here, so we've walked in there. It's a beautiful facility, Basketball City.
1: Yeah, I've heard amazing things about it, and I'm so excited to to actually see it and be part of this event. I feel like a big part of my life nowadays is trying to help people through basketball, and whenever uh, I could be involved in that, I'm I'm always excited to do it.
0: A special basketball clinic with Tamir Goodman. Boys aged 10 through 19, the clinics begin at 10 a.m. They go until 4 o'clock on Sunday, March the 3rd, right here at Basketball City on South Street, uh, on the lower east side of manhattan you could register at legacytournament.com you could email sammy at ucef.com that's ucef.com or dial 917 647 9276 again that's 917 647 9276 now when when you when you uh finished playing college basketball did you know that your future would be in coaching in training in you know, I guess what we'd call, you know, basketball-centric.
1: Yeah, I think that was the angle because I've always loved basketball and I never really just played basketball just for myself. I always tried to play basketball uh, to represent something bigger than myself. And um, I think and I feel very blessed that I'm able to continue to do that. Now, even though I can't physically play professionally anymore, I'm just involved in so many different projects through basketball. It's such an exciting thing, whether it's my overnight camp in Jerusalem, I'm involved in – uh, movie documentary that's coming out soon, and a, a major um, sports media outlet is is platform is is doing a big feature on me that's coming out soon, and just involved in a lot of different chesed projects, and you know product development, sports startups, so many things related to Israel and Jerusalem, and just every day is an exciting day for me, and it's all through basketball. So I just. Can't thank Hashem enough that I'm able to do exactly what I love, where I want to be doing it, and with who I want to be doing it with it. And I'm just uh, really, really grateful and try to live every day to its fullest. Um,
0: which uh, again, it's all- which, fullest. which 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 products of yours have made it?
1: Well, my uh obviously, um, have been really successful. Uh, compression tzitzit, where athletes around the world are wearing them now. Um, I'm glad that Amari loves them, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... Uh, I uh I'm very excited at Zone 190. My multi-angle pitchback's been bought by many NBA teams, and I've had the great honor of, of not only selling it to NBA teams but working on the court, on the NBA court with NBA coaches, just going through different scenarios and just seeing their reaction and how much they love the product. Um, and now it's kind of taken on a new meaning because I'm able to help the sports tech ecosystem here in Israel, which is exploding Work as a consultant for different Israeli startups, and uh... it's it's just very exciting. You know, the tuteet is something that you know, I played played professionally wearing my tuteet, and I always wanted to to help Jewish athletes be able to play with them, uh, whoever was interested in in a more comfortable way. So I'm glad we were able to do that. And then Zone so 190, I thought of after I got hurt, um, I took all the basketball knowledge, and I said, you know what? And I, even though I got hurt and I can't play anymore, I'm going to try to help the next generation of players. And when a huge college team or a huge NBA team, uh, even the top high school teams in the country, buy it and give me great feedback. It just makes me feel really good because even though I can no longer physically play, at least spiritually, I hope I hope in some way I'm I'm helping the next generation of players.
0: Are you working on a uh, kippah that doesn't fall off? Uh, not yet, but um, you know
1: I, I have been very proud to see the big kiddush Hashem that's coming out in the world more and more with with all sorts of athletes. And um, hopefully, they'll continue to do that. Um, I know why he's been a great example of that. And um, hopefully, everybody in their own journey, in their own way, uh, through their own, uh, you know, I feel like when you have a strong identity, it just helps you bring more light to the world. And actually, other people will, will come to respect you even more. I, I remember specifically one time in my career where we were at an away game playing uh, in college, and a lot of the fans were, were, were taunting me about my kippah, and they were singing a chant that said, where did number 22 get its hat from? The rabbi, the rabbi. And they were on me for a long time. Um, and actually after the game when I was getting on the team bus, a lot of the fans were, even though it was an away game, were were waiting by our team bus, and I thought that was pretty strange at first. But uh, as I was going on the bus, the guy who was like leading the chant cut me off. He didn't let me go on the bus, and I was scared for one second. Why is this guy, you know... After chanting the whole game, why is he waiting by the bus? And I was shocked to see he actually took out his hand and he said, You know, I, on behalf of all of us, I just want to shake your hand because um, even though we were, you know, making fun of you, basically, or we singing about that hat on your head the whole game, you, you never took it off. Congratulations.
0: Very, so, um, very interesting. Wow. What city was that in that that happened? That was in Louisiana. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. By the way, back to the startups for a second. Your role is basically to give your opinion about about whether a product can work or or, or could be successful. Is that what they're looking to you for?
1: Well, more than that, I guide them through. I use my contacts. Um, I use the success of Zone 190 to help the Israeli startups. Um, There's so many incredible things that are coming out of Jerusalem, and if I could help people, guide them, I've learned so much, you know, through the patent process, through the marketing process, sales, so I just use my knowledge and my experience to help them, you know, have success with their products. And um, I'm currently a consultant for, like, four startups now, and another one called me today. So I hope to continue to do that because I feel like everything I went through on and off the court, I went through not just for my own personal journey, but hopefully to help other people, both players and startups and coaches and any, anything else in between, um, It's a big part of the reason that I also do a lot of clinics with special needs kids because when I got hurt, I was like, wow, this is what it feels like to lose your dream. You know, that whole sensitivity, all the work that i work with my camps and clinics and special needs kids, it all comes from that energy, and I feel like I went through all that so that hopefully I can inspire the next generation of players.
0: Ah, Just amazing. Um, do, Do you agree, Tamir Goodman is with us, do you agree that at least in my day, I don't know if it's still the same, I'm curious, uh, the average teenager in the U.S. played basketball much differently than the average teenager in Israel. I'm, speak, I'm speaking about on the blacktop in the backyard. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, officially with teams. Do you, you agree there was a, there was a or might still be, an Israeli style that's much different than what our kids here grow up with? I
1: think 100% there's Israeli basketball and European basketball, 100%. But I think that the gap is is starting to close because of the Internet. Meaning, my son, for example, who grows up here in Israel, he sends me a message. You know, he wants me to wake him up at three o'clock in the morning to watch the All Star game last night. So by <laughs> by by six o'clock in the morning, he's already seen all the moves from the NBA, and they're able to rewatch them over and over again. And so, the same moves that the kids in America watched last night at the All Star game are the same moves that the kids in Israel are watching. And because they could replay it on YouTube or whatever it is over and over and over again, they're all working on the same moves. So eventually, you know, it's going to kind of mesh into the same moves, I would say. I don't know if overall the same basketball. I think European basketball goes to be a little bit different. But as far as the moves that the kids are working on, they're all watching the stars and all trying to mimic the stars. And where we would watch it, you know, and see one highlight and then go to our backyard and, and replay it in our mind over and over again. Did you see what Jordan did that time? I think he did this. We talk about it with our friends and try to re-act, you know, reenact it over and over again. It was mostly our imagination where here the kids have the phone right near the court, they watch it over and over again, and then they have that advantage of practicing the that move until they perfect it, and that's kind of uniting the players um, from across the globe. And, uh, you know, it, I don't know if you saw, but uh, – there was an Israeli kid that won the MVP of the basketball Beyond Borders uh, at at, at All Star Weekend. Wow. So we see that we see that uh, you know the the game is kind of uniting and, and in a different way, but it's, it's through the internet, I would say. Well, you know,
0: you know what an old guy like me would say. So basically, the NBA is destroying uh, global basketball the way it destroyed American basketball.
1: <laughs> well, there, you know, there, there's. There's no doubt that the NBA is is gone global. Um, I, Dikembe Mutombo was here, I want to say three or four weeks ago, and they just opened up the Junior NBA here in Jerusalem, uh, which my kid is my son Matanel is now part of, and um, you know in 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 some way it's it's really cool, and that is, you know my I just talked about my son this morning. He's like, oh, there's a commercial for Junior NBA. I'm part of the Junior NBA, wow. and here's a kid that grows up in Jerusalem. And is now directly affiliated with that, yeah. and it's just—I don't know. As a kid growing up, you know, just thinking about the kids who made Aliyah years ago, that might have been like something they could have thought of. Like, oh, I can't make Aliyah. What's going to happen to my basketball? What's going to happen to my sports? It's going to, but nowadays, it's like the basketball is developed, the sports are developed so well here throughout all Jerusalem, a whole Jerusalem youth team. But now it's—it's it's also at the junior NBA. So. There is something really cool about this whole project, and the fact that Techeme Matumbo comes here and says, "I can't wait to come back to Jerusalem." And he's the guy that travels all over the world. Yeah, I think it's really cool for the youth to see that here. So, yeah, uh, it's it's been a really interesting process, the great journey, a great ride.
0: I've met him on more than one occasion. He's an unbelievable mensch and loves the Jewish people. Uh, and you get yeah. to, and you get, <laughs> and, you get to, and you get to meet a lot of people like that, which is amazing. What are you going to do when Netanel has to decide about playing for YU or playing for Apol Yerushalayim?
1: Uh, I'm going to have to talk, talk, I'm going to have to <laughs> talk personally with Elliot Simon and, let, and let them figure it out. I, I, I'm the type of father that, that, that supports their, their kids, whatever they want to do. My father, bless his memory, did the same thing and I'm, I'm going to do the same thing with him. Whatever he wants to do, he could do and I'll, we'll be, my wife and I will be there to support him.
0: Hey, has Elliot ever become suspicious of some of these players you're training, you're trying to keep Rob Powell or, uh, that hasn't happened yet? <laughs> hasn't
1: hasn't happened yet. We're right now 100 percent getting them ready for YU, and um, hopefully YU's been happy with how they're arriving there.
0: Tamir, I hate to ruin your week, but you're gonna have to stay up until 3 a.m. to watch the game tonight against Purchase. You're gonna have you have no choice. I'm sorry.
1: You know what? Thank God I have five. Thank God I have five. We've been blessed with five amazing children. Waking up at three a.m. isn't uh, that uncommon anymore.
0: <laughs> uh, phenomenal. And when you watch that team, you should be proud. They are just like I keep saying. They are not only representing themselves and why you well. They are representing the Jewish people well, both on and off the court. And to bring this conversation full circle. It all comes back for us to Yeshiva University Basketball. Tamir, this has been an unbelievable pleasure for me. Good luck with the clinic. I remind everybody that Tamir Goodman is coming to the U.S., boys aged 10 through 19. Parents, do yourself a favor. Sign up for the clinic just so your kids can meet Tamir. He's an unbelievable inspiration. Uh, the clinics begin at 10 a.m. and go until 4 o'clock right here at Basketball City in Lower Manhattan uh, on Sunday, March the 3rd. Information about all of this, go to LegacyTournament.com. Uh, email Sammy. At ucef.com, sammy at ucef.com, or dial the number 917 647 9276. Tamir, it was great seeing you in Israel, and it's always a pleasure to speak to you, sir.
1: Thank you so much, and continued Bechavat Baha and uh, really appreciate you for everything. Big, long, long time fan of yours on the show, and just wish you and your, all your listeners continued blessing and success.
0: There he is, Tamir Goodman. A very special Monday morning conversation at JM in the AM.